latest episode of Girls Interrupting. We're doing this bite-sized episode on the Clueless senior year um, collection. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sure. sounds right. Written by Amber Benson, Sarah Kuhn, and art by Siobhan Keenan. And I am your host, Jackie. I'm joined here with Beatrice. Yes. Hello. Welcome back. Monica. Hi. I'm definitely here. And Shelby. Present. So. So Clueless. Now, how Stop. long has it been since we've seen the movie? A couple of years. A couple of years. Maybe two years. I watch it a lot. I watch it a lot, too. I I actually couldn't remember the last time I'd seen it. So I think it took me a little while to get into the It should be on your list when you guys do that list where you watch a bunch of girl high school show movies. It should be on that list. And honestly, it should kick off that list. It should kick off that list. It's such a staple, especially uh, for girls around our age. Mm -hmm. You know, we were were the target audience when that movie came out. Mm -hmm. And I honestly can't remember if... The, like the as if and all that sort of thing. Like, was that stuff we said before the no, movie, that came out or of the did movie. it come after? Oh, but that it, came out of the movie. But yeah. it doesn't matter because it became touchstones yeah. for us. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. language that that Amy Heckerling basically invented. invented. Yeah, and the like fluffy pens. Yeah, and the yes. you know all of that good stuff. It was a very much a precursor to Legally Blonde for me. I think this 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 um traditionally feminine lead that isn't looked down on for yeah. her preferences in a way that's like 20 years ago is kind of a big deal well it's always tough um when you're when you're moving from one kind of feminism like the feminism mostly of the 70s which was all about shunning our traditional ideas of femininity taking women out of the kitchen and putting them into the workforce things like that mm-hmm. uh, but it, it really sets up like a, a dichotomy where women things bad non-women things good right and so I, I do like you said like with legally blonde i really like um when we can have stories where women can find power empowerment and and self-actualization through things that are still regarded as as very feminine i mean i love sharon she's so smart and she knows exactly who she is yeah which is why i didn't like this i think um because I think there was so much of it, and, and, and maybe it's just because I have this, like, idealized version of Cher because I grew up in a time where I kind of looked up to her. And we mm-hmm. were, like we were talking about before we started re- recording, was that she was someone that I kind of looked up to because we were the right age for this, mm-hmm. right? She was this cool, confident woman who was still into fashion, but and she was kind of an airhead, but she was still smart. And she still cared about people, and she still, you know, did all that, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then in this story, uh, I mean, I think finding herself and trying on different hats, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. But I think that they did things in the name of comedy that were just, like, frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. Like, when she's stealing the scarf out of off of the, like, boss ladies, like, yeah. yeah, that was tough for me. And I was just like, she's not. Especially since she's, like, a good hostess. She yes. would know not to do those she things. She would yes. never break social rules like that. No. And that's mm-hmm. what drove me crazy because she would be perfect at a party like that. Even yeah. if she was, like, finding herself, mm-hmm. she would still be able to host a fucking party and not be a psycho who takes, like, scarves off people's necks. And and it just felt like, I don't know, it just felt like to me, they didn't understand who Cher was. Well, it seemed like maybe they were walking her back a step. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about, like, uh, specifically I was thinking about Iron Man comics where Tony Stark does the same, has the same issue over and over again, mm-hmm. like every 10 years. Yeah. And it's just the, the, the you, you walk him back so he can take the step forward. And so this did feel like a, a retreading of stuff that Cher had done in the movie. Well, and it, and 
you know, they actually quoted the movie several times in it, you know, to a point where I was like, oh, my God, why are we retreading it? You know what I mean? Like, tell a different story. It doesn't have to be the same story. And that's exactly what it felt like to me. So I mean, and not in a like fun homage way, just like in a you couldn't think of anything else. Or maybe what they were trying to do is like show her untethering because of this stuff. Yeah. Is, like. In the search for who Cher should be, she has lost who Cher was, and so therefore she's not good at this stuff. She's yeah. too focused on the new stuff. But yeah. I actually disagree. I think you can have more than two I- ideas in your brain at one time. Yeah, yeah and I also mm-hmm. just think that Cher proved that in the first movie, that yeah. she was like uh, such a uh, confident person, and it was just so strange to see her unhinged by this one thing that are. Well, you know, I mean, the one thing that got Cher unhinged in the first film is... Um, one, she couldn't figure out the gay best friend, and then two, her feelings for Josh, and so maybe Josh is the catalyst that for makes her become unhinged. Yeah, and maybe that's what they're trying to bring through, but they just didn't do it well. Maybe, but I also kind of hate that like her independence and confidence relies on this dude. I don't think I don't think it was independence and confidence. I think it was, and I don't even think it was a sense of self. I think yeah. he's just a catalyst. Mm for a lot of the decisions in her life and yeah. not in a way where she wouldn't have gotten there without him. It's just, yeah. he's the spark that makes her go, Oh, hang on. Yeah. And I also thought that was strange where he's like at this party and he's suddenly like, well, let's take a break and then never talk to each other for a year. Well, it was, yeah, it, well, that I was very shitty weird. writing. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, okay. Cause it was just such a conflict that, di- you know what I mean? I was like, well, oh. it was all of the relationships really yeah. like, they're like oh, let's just not talk for three months. And then to fit into the story, suddenly we're back, suddenly we're back yeah. together. And then the proms, I was like, oh, okay, this is, and then he like writes her a song. That's right. High school movie though. It is, yeah. but it's shitty high we school to, movie. It's it not is, like. But also, we have to remember they're not us. They're still seventeen. Yeah, like they're still idiots. We I are seventeen years outside of that. No, you're point. not wrong. I think it took me until. Don't do that math, listeners. <laughs> no, don't do it. I think it took me until the second issue or so to I think really realize that this was maybe targeted at a younger audience than us too. This That's was not it, for us. It read it, it read very not even high school for me. I think it read um, young adult yeah. pre pre high school level target yeah. so i don't know i didn't do much research on this before i didn't either yeah. before reading it so it's possible that that it's aimed at a younger audience and therefore like perhaps it's trying to push a different message than we would want to take from it as oh. nostalgic mm-hmm. you know versus like if you're pushing it on you know 12 13 year old girls or kids or whatever um that maybe um they're trying to retread the clues movie for a generation that hasn't seen it Maybe, but I, but I, can I guess. Sort of see. Uh, and I, especially towards the the end, or anytime they were coming to a, a realization, and they're like, "Yay, friendship! Mm-hmm. All our friends are great!" and like group hug, it f- did feel to me very young, like very simplistic in terms mm-hmm. of plot complications and uh, how to fix sort. the problem. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought the third one went real fast. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "This is a very obvious solution." Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also, did, I'm older than a yeah. 17 year old. Yeah, so. I did really, I really liked the the one with Dion. I think her story was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, still simplistic and obvious. When when Ty points out, it seems like you're only doing this to get back at your boyfriend because mm-hmm. all of your stuff is anti him instead of pro you. Yeah, I, mean, I liked that a but, lot. Like, uh, yeah. think about you. Don't think about him. Yeah, it, which is a good point, and I feel like is something that even at my wizened age <laughs> would still do. All right. <laughs> To get so caught up in in doing something because I hate that other person, yeah. mm-hmm. that it's all like, don't vote for that guy. That guy is the worst. Mm-hmm. Instead of talking about why you should, you know, do the the thing that I like, 
because it's good. Yeah, agreed. I liked that story. And of course, I liked that uh, in Ty's story, we get the the older lesbian couple. I thought oh, that yeah. was very her, sweet. Her best friend. Her best friend. <laughs> I tagged that from about moment one. Yeah. I was like, oh, they get Gal it. Gal The moment she's like, oh, and her best friend, they ran. I was like, uh-huh. no, uh-huh. no, nope, they're like uh-huh. married. <laughs> they were doing like sexy girl stuff mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Come on. Climbing the fence, beating up behind the pig shack. <laughs> Hands brushing while picking apples. Oh, so cute. Sucks that they had to wait for her parents to die. Yeah, just like let's just a quick away. forty years. I you know, know, right? I'm, I I want to like track down Great Aunt. I want to get in a time machine and go back and smack her in the face. Get over your shit. Marry your girl. <laughs> or like just move away with your girl. Wait for your parents to die. Come back and run the farm. Yes. Exactly. Be like, oh, me and my roommate are moving to the city. <laughs> We're going to the big city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Gal pals. <laughs> It was poignant though. That was the that was the issue that got me. I, that's mm-hmm. what I thought you meant when you said I'm having feelings about Clueless. I thought it was that. No, I was just surprised I cared so much because yeah. I got really worked up about how much I wasn't liking the share story, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, I had no idea this mattered to I me." Think, yeah, Apparently, I this actually matters to me. Yeah. <laughs> Because I knew I liked the movie, but I didn't realize that I had such like deep-seated feelings right. on yeah. how, who Cher is as a person yeah. and how they were not representing it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a moment. I didn't realize the Dion story was read. It was Dion's voice. I thought it was just Cher's voice mm-hmm. again. So when she was like, oh, I need the Robin to my Batman, I went, what? Cher doesn't think she's the sidekick? I know. And I had to like go back and go, oh, it's Dion. <laughs> uh, no, I, I and actually did the like, same thing. And then I was like, hang on, Dion, you're not Robin either. And, and she realized that in the end. Yeah, yeah. but good for her. With Ty, I bet Ty was like such a good friend to Dion yeah. in mm-hmm. this, and I was like kind of mad at Dion a little for bit. I'm like, noticing. girl. And yeah. I mean, I know you have your own, you know, your best, your best friends, best friends issues or whatever. Yeah. But she realized it in the end. Yeah. She did. That's all that. you can really ask for. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm, I'm always going to be pro stuff where it's all about girls being friends mm-hmm. and supporting each other. Mm-hmm. At the end of the Dion issue, when she finishes giving her speech and shares in the back and she's wearing the, the Dion right. pins. Yeah. She came around. Everybody just loves their friends and wants to support their mm-hmm. friends. And I like that. I'm pro that all the time. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the framing device of the mixtapes. Um, yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, the songs were really very much of the era. Oh, yeah. I felt very comfortable with, like, the mixes. And I'm like, yeah, I could dig this. And I'm like, oh, no. Because, <laughs> like, I have you to should, imagine. You have Mary make us those mixtapes. Oh, mixtapes. and she would. <laughs> Easy. Oh, some 90s music. Yeah, there we got some Liz Fair. We got some Veruca Salt in mm-hmm. there. I was super into it. Yeah, I, I could go. I could of do that. A little, little obviously queer Shelby not knowing she's queer. If I had a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> Who would I go back in time and smack in the face? I love it softball and Liz Fair. No, I'm not gay. That's crazy. <laughs> That's I love boys. Insane. Boys yeah. are great. Don't get near me. I love boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what we would tell our younger selves indeed <laughs> so of, of all the places in which you you could have made a movie reference there was no rolling with the homies i know weird <laughs> i actually was kind of mad about the whole woman thing too because in the movie he's so yeah, smart about it and yeah. i'm so i was so mad about that too because i was like oh that's not him you know yeah i think I think more and more I'm agreeing with Shelby in that it is a rehash of stuff from the film in order to get people who haven't experienced Clueless into the universe. And this was not for us. 
No, I don't We're think it was. We're diehards of the first film. We grew up with it. This mm-hmm. was not for us. It's maybe we should not have read it. Well, it's it's always it's always <laughs> tough. I mean, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's always tough with media tie-ins because you always want to read stuff that's connected already with a universe mm-hmm. that you love. But so much of the time it is just a rehash mm-hmm. of the story it? and it makes you really frustrated. Well, I mean, Okay, this is a total tangent, and it's not really important, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> um, I appreciate the disclaimer. Uh, I ge- you're going to like this. I generally agree with that. Unless you do it well, I'm looking at you, The Force Awakens. Yeah. Total rehash of True. the first Star Wars film. Still great. But it was done in not a Not even mad about it. Oh. Where they're introducing new characters, right. and I yes. think it's more about a... Th- I mean, the story that, repeated, of course. Yes, but it's about theme. It's right. about connecting. Right. I guess it's not about... Well, it is a- about actual actions that had happened And in I the will first say... Yeah. And, and that's the thing, is you can do it better. That's exactly. I'm not yeah. saying... You know, I'm not like, hey, Amber Benson, this is terrible or anything. No, I liked it. Because, you know, Amber Benson is what, around our age, so yeah. it's something mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm I'm sure she grew up in with is really excited yeah. to and get to. and I don't to. know what kind of notes she got, yeah. or what, you know what I mean, or what they needed her directive was exactly. we need to pull in this kind of I read audience. a little bit at the at the end of the um, comic there they had an interview with the, with the the two authors and they're talking about how they got their um, they had like a bible of the um, the slang and they were talking about how I think I, I think was one wondering of, how they remembered so much of it. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I one like, of them. I think it was how? I think it was I think it was Sarah Kuhn. I think maybe she's a little bit younger who needed who wasn't like around for all that. Oh, so, they, so she needed to like how does this work? And I think they did a really good job incorporating this slang. Mm-hmm. And they were talking I about agree. how much fun mm-hmm. they had like reading it and trying to remember and trying to incorporate it. It came off to where I mean it, it is a little bit elevated in terms of it, it's a little much yeah but I, that's very much in line with what the movie was oh yeah too, the movie was in terms much. of dialogue yeah. oh yeah definitely 100 percent extra <laughs> oh my god extra yes and thank in, you like in 15 share, years share invented bible. extra okay we're gonna need a bible for the teens the 20 teens and they'll understand what that means <laughs> <laughs> all you need to see is a scene of them doing gym to know that share is the most extra person that is ever <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yes uh. <laughs> anyway. And and we haven't really talked about the art that much, but I thought it was very on point. Yeah, the for art the great. era, uh, mm-hmm. the fashion. I like the fashion was very nineties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I kept waiting. Like I looked at the prom dresses and I went, "Oh man, those are oh wait." Like yeah. I first second was like, "Those are lame," and then I was like, "Oh no, those are nineties prom." They're very nineties. So like, <laughs> I liked that Cher and Dion were both wearing something that would more qualify as a gown. Yes. And then Ty's dress was straight up. She got that at Deb. That was (laughs) off the rack. No, Dion looked amazing. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. That was like an Oscars dress. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to Ty's parents? How did she end up at their school? Because their school, Dion makes this point of saying this school is for people over the six-figure income line. For, For some reason, I feel like maybe her dad was in the military. God, I don't remember. Darn, we'll have to rewatch. Oh no. oh no! Do you guys know it's um, a retelling of Emma? Yes. yes, yes. And actually, looking at the back, I guess they were talking about how it was still drawing on Jane Austen novels, but maybe like more north, north, Northinger Abbey. Northinger Abbey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's a gothic horror. Yeah. It didn't uh, feel so long. I don't, I don't think I don't. that's what it was. That's what I, I'm just maybe saying Mansfield Park. Park. Maybe, maybe that's oh, what I'm remembering. <laughs> My Jane girl over I, there. I do remember reading not too long ago a quote from Gwyneth Paltrow, whose movie Emma came out right around the same time as Clueless. And you know what? I'm going to preempt off. you with a shut the fuck up, Gwyneth. But go ahead. <laughs> but continue. How? I mean, that's always off. unsaid, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With your fucking snake oil website. <laughs> They're actually in some trouble with like FDA 
gay people. They were now. squeezing like, out yeah, snakes. They were literally squeezing <laughs> people. Look. Anyway, this what is, did she say? I, I need to say, have a disclaimer that anytime anybody tells you to put any sort of herbs in your vagina, don't do that. Do, don't do not. It. Don't do that. Don't do, do that. it. Don't do it ever. Never no. ever. The only thing you should be putting up there is, you know, and also like something from a sex site that says this is safe to go into your <laughs> vagina. As long as it's water based. Yes. Don't mix silicone toys and silicone lube. Okay, let's focus. <laughs> we are not on NLTLG after the dark. Um, uh, how she had this quote about how pissed off she was that she had worked so hard on this amazing it adaptation. Wasn't that great. She's like, and people are going to remember that piece of shit. <laughs> Okay, okay I'm going to say Gwyneth Paltrow a adaptation. box of dog shit. What <laughs> the fuck? Anytime that you can like, like it's like, um, what was it? 10 Things, Ten I, things hate I Hate I About you. you. Oh, right. It's so good. This is the Taming of the Shrew. Any, yes. yes. Any of the ones where they can actually take like Shakespeare and modernize it in that way. Or something old like that. Modernize it in a way where one, it fits in with where you are as a society, but exactly. also has all of the thematic points of the story told 400 years ago. Exactly. What's it's that terrible one you love? Uh, Amanda Bynes. Look. <laughs> It's not him. <laughs> she's not him or she's not. It's called She's, she's the, man, the Man. And it's amazing. And it's 12th <laughs> night. And I will knee kick you into the sun. Um, I w- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that's going to. Shelby is laughing so hard. You can't see because she's so actually, angry. I'm going to. Not so breathing. I'm going to give. No Mon- joke. Wait. She's the Man is better than Clueless. I don't really like Emma. Here I was about to give you a gift and say that I feel like when we're talking about classic adaptations, you could almost cite Kingsman as being another retelling of Pygmalion along with My Fair Lady Up and top, Pretty buddy. Woman. Ah, Kingsman. I would agree. Kingsman. Yeah. Also, listeners, yeah. go see Kingsman too. <laughs> Julianne Moore is everything. She's actually really good in it. Creepy and <laughs> solid. My boy, my boy Taryn. I mean, Taryn. And killing. the original Fitzwilliam <laughs> Darcy. <laughs> You're and terrible. And if you haven't seen 10 me. Things no. I Hate About You, it's wonderful. No it's so no good. Joke. 10 Things I Hate About You, She's the Man, Clueless, they're all really great adaptations of old literature that is still amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, we should go back to that. Like, why hasn't anyone done that in a while? Yeah. Old literature that is still amazing. You know, Where is my modern AAU of Pride and Prejudice, motherfuckers? Mm-hmm. Um, where is that? I need Pride another version. Pride and Prejudice. Okay, it's not great. There's a lot of singing. No, I think it's Bollywood. We've seen it a lot. Think, okay. If you think Jackie and I have not seen every <laughs> single version of Pride and Prejudice, you're crazy. Wrong. Did you guys see the Mormon one? Yes. Well, and I mean, there's also one. Bridget Jones's Diary, kind of. Maybe. Kind of, yeah. Uh, no, I liked the zombie one. The zombie yeah. one was awesome. The zombie, the zombie was one great. was fun. Um, there's one about a woman who makes like sense in her kitchen. It's awful, but I watched it. <laughs> Wait, is that perfume? Is that no, it's it's sense and no perfume. It's a horror <laughs> <laughs> makes yes, sense out of people. people dead people. <laughs> what Jane Austen refurb is that? I don't know. Wait, what what do you mean then? <laughs> <laughs> it's an indie tiny film. It was called Sense and sensibility, like get smells. It? Yes, like smells. no. I'm talking about said. a different film. She's it's called about perfume. perfume. It's about a serial killer who <laughs> kills people he for their essence. He walks by people and likes the way they smell, <laughs> and then murders them, boils them down, and sells them. See, I feel like. When you boil a person, all their <laughs> essence is gone. It's gone. It's well, boiled away. Like when you you're cooking, you're like, mm, delicious like, people smell I mean, it's distilled. gone. Yeah, no, if you've... Well, you're like if you, soak them <laughs> in an oak barrel for 20 years. If you've and driven past a hog rendering plant, you know what a melted person <laughs> smells like. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I've never done that. And I hope to never done topic. that. <laughs> anyway, guys. So we have mixed feelings about the book. 
Um, but let us know if you read it, what you think. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I, we all liked it except Jackie. Yeah, throwing you under the bus. I had very strong. I feel like I felt like it wasn't bad, but like with with some other things we've read, I feel like it's not for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, hate was strong. I don't hate it. I just didn't. I mean, it was it yeah. was something that it didn't move me very much, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I read it, and I was like, it was well written for what it was. It was, I mean, in terms of. The dialogue was fun. The dialogue was fun. Maybe we should do a new rule. We just don't read stuff that's for anyone under the age of 15. I don't know, yeah. because we've read some good stuff. I mean, I don't know. I love Miss Marvel. We like Lumberjanes. Right. Damn it. Lumberjanes is great. Because I think there is, there's a trick to doing an all-ages comic that's truly all ages. Yeah. Well, and we liked Nimona. Nimona's all ages, and too. It's all right. I immediately take it back. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let us know what you think about it. You can email us at getinterrupted at gmail.com. You can find us on the Twitters at getinterrupted. All of them. Or the Book of Faces. We're there, too. So many faces. So many. Um, And also rate us on iTunes. Yes. Uh, Five stars. Give us five stars. Not however you're feeling. And people like you find us. Exactly. Don't you want to find your friends? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Anyway, we've got snacks. Booze. Oh, my God. Booze. Night of the Living Peak.